Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, happy Wednesday. Hope you're doing well. We have got a call-in show today. I've got a, a message I emailed out to a few friends and said, hey, do you have any open questions that you'd love for us to wrestle with on the Unseminary Podcast? And we got this voicemail from our friend Drew. Let's listen up. Hi, this is Drew Williams, head pastor of New Life Lutheran Church in Sterling, Illinois, which is a rural part of northwestern Illinois. Uh, longtime listener, first-time caller. Rich, thanks for taking my question. My question is, I have a growing church here in this rural area. Um, Our average attendance has gone from just over 200 to almost 300 in a year and a half. And we uh, are experiencing the regular pains of growth, but also understanding the need to increase our invite culture. However, I have lots of older members, longtime members, who have told me that they feel like everyone they know already goes to church or has already decided not to go to church. That conversation of inviting them to church was in decades past, and now they don't know who to invite. And so I'm wondering how to encourage not only uh, the fewer younger families who've been coming who are excited, how to invite their friends, which is great, but how to encourage and mobilize our whole church to recognize that they all have a role to play in inviting our community to come to our events, to come to our services, to join a group or a class that we're putting on so that they can uh, join in with Jesus' work as a whole church together. All right. Well, that's a fantastic question. First of all, Drew, congratulations on the growth that you've seen over this last year, going from 200 to almost 300. That is incredible. So praise God. Great stuff. This is a great question. I love this because I feel like this is um, really touches on a number of things when we come when it comes to invite culture. First of all, we've talked about Dunbar's number before. This is this idea that people have about 200 folks that they can have in their kind of social network. Um, they really can't know more than that that number of people on any kind of intimate basis. And lots of churches they top out at 200 because of Dun- Dunbar's number. That's one of the reasons why. But you know, there's two other numbers that are t- that Dunbar talked about. One it was the five and the thirty-five, and the five, it, particularly, this is like your close friends. These are the people, you know, like these are like your deathbed friends. These are the friends that are your closest contacts. Or thirty-five, this would be acquaintances that you connect with on a regular basis. And I suspect when people in your church are saying, "Listen, everyone I know," what they're really meaning is that five, or maybe that. 35. There's a bunch of people that are in their fringe network that surely uh, they haven't talked to, but um, we've got to convince them. We've got to talk to them about that. Well, so Drew, my mind went in three different places when we think about this. And the first one is this, and you kind of hinted to this. We want to tell stories. So 
you know, you talked about how there's some younger people in your church who are connecting and they're excited and they're new to the church and you're excited and they're excited to invite their friends. Well, we've got to tell those stories. We've got to, whether it's during announcements, whether it's during your sermons, um, you know, that sort of thing. We need to be retelling that story time and again. And, you know, ultimately, um, this this could be uh, maybe you talking about in your own life about people that you're inviting. Um, I don't know what your tradition is. Uh, I have some sense within, you know, within the Lutheran tradition. This is, but what, this is one of the advantages of folks that do adult baptism is there's a logical time for us to hear the story of who invited invited those people um, to celebrate the people who invited them, that sort of thing. So the first we want to do is we want to tell those stories. There are no doubt in all of our churches, there is a small number of people that do a disproportionate amount of the inviting. And so going out of our way to find those stories and then to tell them would be the first thing I would do. Second of all, teach on it. Frankly, Drew, you know, as the head pastor, the lead pastor, senior pastor, you have the moment in the week when the church is paying the most attention, which is during your message. And, um, you know, you should be taking time regularly throughout the year to to teach on it, to actually point out that a part of our role as Christ followers in the you know, evangelism of the world in our uh, seeing good things happen that God wants to have happen in the world is is us coming, saying to our friends, come and see. There's a couple times during the year that I love to really think about teaching, and there's actually one coming up. Uh, the weekend before a big day, so, but the weekend before Easter, the weekend before Christmas, the weekend before Mother's Day. See, on those big days, we know that two things happen. Your people are more likely to invite their friends and their friends are more likely to intend. Well, what does it mean for the week before? It means that really that's like a hardcore church crowd. These are the people who call your church home. Uh, because if you don't normally come to church, you're not coming to church the week before Easter. You just aren't. You already thought, yeah, I'll go next week and that's good enough for me. So that really in a lot of ways is a perfect Sunday to talk about uh, this whole idea of who should you invite. And so I would be looking to take a piece of my teaching experience on that Sunday to actually teach about uh, about inviting and, and trying to help frame it per, for people, even using, you probably don't start with the Dunbar number, but using uh, a, a metaphor that gets their attention. In the past, I've used the idea of, in football, of the short pass, the medium pass, and the long pass. The short pass are is that person you're going to ask who you're pretty sure they'll come if you ask them. Um, who are those people that you think are the kind of the easy ask? The mid pass is like the, I'm not too sure. Like I, you know, they might come, they might not come. Maybe you've invited them in the past, that sort of thing. And then the long pass, the Hail Mary, the like, I am not sure that this is ever going to happen. Who's that person in your life that you could invite and actually get people to think about folks in all three of those categories? What you're doing there is thinking about, you know, various kind of parts of the Dunbar number of the number of kind of social connections we have uh, that can help them help for your people to frame the relationships, to break it out of, Hey, I've, I've already invited these five people. They're never going to come. So the second would be to teach on it. And then the third, frankly, is magnetic community service. One of the things we see in fast growing churches is they regularly are motivating their people to get out of their seats and into the streets to make a difference, to do something in their community. Um, this is where you'll see 
uh, churches will do like maybe a community park cleanup day, or they do a, um, you know, we're coming up, we've got uh, Night to Shine, which is a, a, a prom for uh, young adults with special needs, or, um, you know, maybe you'll see, you know, those kinds of events. And those kind of events are great. We call them magnetic community service because, frankly, they're a really easy invite to come to. It's it's not an invite necessarily to come to church. It's an invite to make a difference in our community. Hey, you, you live in our town. You're a part of our community. You want things to be better here. Well, we're doing, you know, one of the easiest things we do as a church on this front is before Christmas every year, we do a meal packing Saturday where for us, we pack tens of thousands of meals. Liquid Church, the church I was a part of in New Jersey, uh, they do this every year. Um, they do a million meals on two days in early December. Th- those are easy invites, but you know what? They also are the kind of thing that your people will want to invite their friends to because they're a relatively easy ask. They're seen as making a difference. And they really are, um, when you put a t-shirt on all your people, they're great social media content and it warms up their social network for that in the future. So sure, when we do the the meal packing experience, um, we it's visually a stunning thing. We shoot video at it. We try to capture that in a way that is compelling. And we do that to not only celebrate the people who are at this one, but also to look up over the horizon and know, you know what, next year we're going to do this event again. And we want great social content out there to make it even easier for our people to invite their friends. So if you've got people that haven't invited and say, hey, I don't have anyone, um, you know, actually maybe moving towards some sort of magnetic community service experience could help with that. So the three would be tell stories, find the people who are inviting friends, make sure you're repeating those stories time and again. Maybe that's in your message. Maybe it's in baptism, that sort of thing. Number two, teach on it. Frankly, you've got to raise this as a value. You've got to show that as Christ followers, a part of our job is to spread the message of Jesus. And good news, we've got a real simple way to do that. It's called the come and see strategy. And then number three is magnetic community service. Find a way to get your people out of their seats and into the streets. Now, if you've listened this long, Drew, I appreciate you doing that. The other kind of, frankly, um, secondary tertiary question I would ask you is, I think it's pointing towards a culture issue at your church. You know, if people are um, saying, hey, I don't have any unchurched friends. I don't have people that I don't know who don't follow Jesus. That's revealing to a deeper cultural problem. And what we found time and again is that growing churches train, equip, and mobilize their people. They build and invite culture. And you know, what's going to, it's not good. There's not going to be some sort of single silver bullet that's going to turn this thing around. What it's going to do is uh, you're going to need a whole system, a whole number of ways, and you're going to have to repeat this time and again, and it's going to take a thousand days. You know, I've joked about this in other contexts that I think the kind of culture turnaround we're talking about, it's not a one-year thing. It's not a two-year thing. It's a three-plus-year thing to turn that kind of culture around. And so you need a strategy. We've got a book coming out in a few weeks called Unlocking Your Church's Invite Culture, and it's on exactly what you're talking about here, Drew. It's about how do we turn up the heat on the invite culture, and we talk about five different areas. We talked about one of them today, Magnetic Community Service. We talk about five different areas that church leaders um, apply pressure, work on, train towards to ultimately turn their culture into a white-hot invite culture Church. And so if you want 
to learn more about that, if you want to be at the front of the line, just go to www.unlockinviteculture.com. That's www.unlockinviteculture.com. Now, I know Drew's done this, uh, so you don't need to do that, Drew. Uh, but if you go there, drop your email address in, uh, you'll be at the front of the line. You'll be the first to know. We'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks. Well, Drew, thank you so much. I'm super excited to have you along the ride. Thanks for being a longtime listener, first-time caller. We're cheering for you and for New Life Lutheran. Uh, thanks for your question today. And we hope that in the coming weeks, you'll find these you know, few tools and tactics we talked about helpful for you as you attempt to lead a prevailing church in your, church, in your community. Thanks so much, Drew. Take care, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.